we are literally live right now. We are going into this. It is lightning round. Um, and we are doing an FFPC Players Championship. Now, we actually have a decision because Eckler went 101. So we have our choice of either Christian McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson. I, I do. I like, I like, oh my God, Eckler won. I don't know, man. I, I'm down. I would take you, McCaffrey over Jefferson. You would? Let's do it. I would. Let's take him. Let's do it. Now we can, because now we can, that kind of settles the whole debate. Now we can just jam on wide receivers, right? Like now we're, now we're feeling good, right? The jam on. Absolutely. Let's get our jam on. I hope you like jamming too. We were intro-less, of course. Welcome into Lightning Round. Kevin Topkins, Andrew Cooper here. Uh, jumping into an FFPC Football Guys Players Championship. A uh, little high stakes action. Last year, if you were uh, with us, uh, it was definitely a fun ride. We had a lot of fun in this draft. Maybe not so much in the uh, KFFSC, but, uh, you know, it's the high stakes world. We're living in it. Gotta love it. Mm. Yeah, that one got a little. That one got a little spicy. Was that the one with you, me, and Gary, where we, it was like that tensions? was the uh, third round reversal and the uh, three uh, three running backs to start. Tensions were flaring towards that the end was, of that one. There, that tensions were flaring. Not gonna lie, but uh, you know what? Christian McCaffrey opens. Uh, we have some optionality here. Yeah, to do it. I like that. Want. It's, I'm feeling good about it. I think I can log in here. I love the name Sauce McReasonable. That's a that's a nice mashup of of uh, the squads. Absolutely, yeah. We were try lightning last year because it was us two and Gary. Uh, but yeah, so you know you can see some. Um, I mean, Austin Eckler 101 is uh, a bit spicy. Um, can't really get on board with that. I mean, I understand. I guess the the base level thought of if you really believe in the Chargers offense, if you really believe Austin Eckler is going to be like a thousand thousand guy, I mean, sure. But what are the odds of, of that happening in an offense with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? Uh, you probably is Isaiah Spiller mixing his way in with uh, Eckler on the ground game. I just don't see it. I, I want to say Impemba has either done that or he's at least taken him over Jonathan Taylor. I can see Eckler over Taylor in full PPR if you really lean into that mindset, but I just I can't take Eckler over CMC. It's like you have those barriers, right? Where it's like you can't take certain guys over other guys. Like that's where I'm at. I I can't take Eckler over CMC because CMC has not only the highest point per game season that we've seen over the last five years, but he has the second highest too. And yep. after that, it's the next two are Todd Gurley. Like he's basically two of the top five and the other three guys in the top five aren't even guys that that can do it again. I mean, I think I think number five might be Dalvin Cook in a year. He got hurt, but was playing really well. But, um, you know, it's just. I just can't go Eckler over McCaffrey. I can't do it. Yeah. And the best way to put it is like McCaffrey's median is everybody else's ceiling. Like that is how separated from the field and on the field Chris McCaffrey is in fantasy like it's it's no contest like Jonathan Taylor was one of the worst uh had one of the worst RB1 seasons since I believe Devonta Freeman uh overall RB1 seasons I mean it's just 
you're banking on touchdowns. You're banking on just the overall efficiency of that offense going up to where Indy is going to be living in the red zone. I mean, Jonathan Taylor led the led the league in green zone touches inside the five yard line, inside the ten yard line, as well. So, I mean, that's what you're hoping. If you're hoping Jonathan Taylor is going to be in the end zone, I mean, he can get that twenty one, twenty two uh, fantasy points per game. But yeah, the path is just so much easier for for a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it truly is, man. It's just, I think people take for granted the idea of 100 targets for a running back, but before McCaffrey, it had only happened like twice, right? It was like Ladanian Tomlinson and, um, you know, Larry Centers. Larry, yeah, I was going to say Larry Centers. Yeah, like just one. some ridiculous situation. So it's like, but now it's like in our minds, it's so possible because like the Kamaras and the Ecklers, but like Jonathan Taylor had 40 on a full season last year. Kamara had I mean, uh, McCaffrey had 37 in in the first six games. He got hurt before, you know, uh, catching a ball. So it's like, you know, I got I to gotta side with him in, in this format, at least. If it's half PPR, it's just so much easier to treat it that way, right? Taylor in half PPR or standard McCaffrey in full PPR. But I, I, yep. I'm not taking Eckler ahead of either of those guys. Right. No, I'm not either. Um, and just to kind of refresh this, this is full PPR. This is uh, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, two flex, uh, tight end, and two flexes as well. So uh, we have a little bit of uh, wiggle room as far as how we want to construct our roster with the two flexes and three wide receivers. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. It is a little, uh, got all the wide receivers out of the way in the middle of the draft and Travis Kelsey. This is tight end premium as well, too. So. Uh, tight ends will come up on the board uh, a little earlier than uh, standard, you know, redraft or underdog. Yeah. Now I will say something. Um, did you put Wendy up there? Wendy went up. What's I up, did. Girl? Yeah. All right. I missed that. Yeah, I want to make sure that Wendy gets acknowledged. She's she's awesome. Uh, but so I will say this. Typically, I don't like drafting two tight ends or bully tight ends in normal leagues because you're locked into having a tight end in your flex. And what that does is let's say it's two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, one flex. If you go out and you hit on three wide receivers, now you need to basically dump one of those tight ends out of your flex to get that other wide receiver in there. I don't like that. But in this format where it's not only tight end premium, but you have two flexes, it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily jam yourself up like that, right? Where it's like, you can just play your best guys no matter what. So even though I personally don't do a lot of bully tight end or two tight ends, like this is a format where that's not necessarily as bad and it doesn't, it doesn't handcuff and lock your roster the way it does in a one flex league. You know what I'm saying? Right. Kev? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just gives you, like I said, that flexibility to construct your roster, you know, however you want, if you want, if you're on, you know, if you want to go like Kelsey Andrews, you know, provided he falls, I mean, that's not, a bad way to do that. I mean, you're pretty much not only doing that, but you're locking other people out of elite tight ends as well. There's only so many elite tight ends. And then once you get past the Hawkinson's and the uh, Dalton Schultz, then you're, you're pretty much swimming in the same pool with everybody else. As far as these tight ends. I mean, but the difference between tight end eight or nine and like tight end 20 is pretty negligible. You've got your upside plays, but by and large you're it's just one big mashup. Yeah, that's why it's like I'm more willing to go best player available, whereas in the one flex league, I just I steer I I steer I'll be honest I'll steer away from the other the other tight end. But in a two flex league, 
uh, I don't mind it as much. I like that Barkley pick. I mean, this draft is going pretty chalk so far. Do you really see a lot of picks that you don't love yet? I mean, I don't even mind Not... what the, the Bar- Diggs Barkley is. I mean, that's. Yeah, Barkley's been coming up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, when we're seeing drafts a couple, you know, week four of the season, if Barkley's not on, like, the ones who turn regularly. Um, now, one thing I will say, with the Melvin Gordon foot injury news, I'm really surprised that nobody reached for Javante Williams. I think, you know, I was kind of surprised that he's kind of surprised he's still there, honestly. Mm. Just because people love to, to react to those kind of micro news cycles there with you know it's the training camp you're getting news from every source so you know people will overreact to i mean somebody took javante williams 101 you know on an underdog as recently as like 20 minutes ago so all right that's yeah settle down settle down now i mean it's i mean it's not like you took austin (laughs) eckler 101 or anything but that's i mean i'd rather austin eckler 101 than javante williams i will say that uh but yeah. I mean, unless, unless maybe if Melvin Gordon's out for the season, but even then, like you're getting, it's getting a little crazy. Now. Mike Boone, baby, let's go. Mm. Um, so somebody, uh, Axel in the chat, would you go back to back tight end in a tight end wide receiver flex in tight end premium? Uh, assuming that you have another flex uh, that you can start a running back in, then it's, it's a similar concept for me. Like I'm willing to take. If I think the tight end in tight end premium is better than a wide receiver there, then I'll take him. So it's like you start looking at it in tight end premium and you have, you know, you're deciding between Tyler Boyd and some tight end that could be a top two target on the team. Like it's hard to pick Tyler Boyd over that player when you know that it could even out. They could have the same number of targets, but the targets for one guy are just worth more. So in that type of format, I'm taking the best guy that is available based on the format, you know, so uh, but if it's if it, if there's no if there's just a one flex, then I don't know about that. Uh, Kyle Pitts right. just went. Was kind of hoping that he would be there. Uh, That's such an auto pick for us at this point in this format. Um, yeah. Okay, um, well, let's start talking about who it? we might take. Javante yeah. Williams. Uh, I say we take him if he's there. I mean, we can go double. That's fine with me. I like Debo there too. Um, uh, I wait, let's take Debo if he's there. I I, I change course. Debo, Debo just, went. just went. So uh, I don't know if I want to rehash the Mike Evans saga with you. Uh, we can just kind of bypass that and take uh, Javante and then kind of just go from there and uh, piss yellow. <laughs> Mike Evans is awesome. Though I will, Kev, I will say that in doing so, I did a recent article. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, it's where I look at um, over-unders for players, you know, over-under yardage, touchdown with Vegas and compare it to ADP. And you can, when you look at it, you can literally see Kevin's argument and Kevin's thought process, right? Which makes a ton of sense. You look at the yardage, over under yardage totals for guys like Mike Evans and guys like DJ Moore, where it's like DJ Moore, Vegas expects him to get over 100 yards or around 100 yards more than Mike Evans. But they have Mike Evans at like over under 10 and a half touchdowns and DJ Moore at four and a half touchdowns. And where Kev is coming from is that we know that some guys are better at scoring touchdowns than aren't, but it's still not a tried and true metric. Like there's a very real chance that DJ Moore scores just as many touchdowns as Mike Evans. So why not stick to things that we know to be safe, like targets and yards and things like that. So I get what you're saying, Kev, where it's like you look at these two guys and if the only difference is touchdowns and touchdowns are diff- difficult to project, 
maybe we should be waiting and taking other guys. So I get why you don't like Evans at his ADP, but it's hard to say that Evans isn't going to have a thousand yards and, you know, eight touchdowns because he probably will. Right. Right. Fully healthy. Yeah. I mean, fully healthy season. I think Mike Evans is a lock for a thousand yards. Um, you know, he's going to get his touchdowns. It's a high power Tampa Bay offense. Um, it's a ceiling running back running. Yeah. Running backs are starting to go here. Um, so I'm glad at least we got, got two. we don't have to think about running back for a while. I would say, um, so we're going to have a pick between, so like, let's say right now, before we even get there, before we even have to think about it, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, T Higgins, who do you want of those three? The Miami thing kind of spooks me a little bit, but I still think that offense is going to be a lot better. Um, I would probably go with Tyreek, T Higgins, Mike Evans in that order. Okay. I'm okay with that order. I'm okay with that. Especially in this where it's like, it's about upside, right? Like Mike Evans, I don't know, you know, I, I, there's a pot. I mean, I could see, I, I don't think it'd be crazy for him to have 13 or 1400 yards, but I, I would, I would be less, I would be less surprised if it was Tyreek Hill. Somebody look, somebody did us a favor. They took Evans. Yeah. That's the part. And that's the great thing is that hopefully these people can make the decisions for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Tyreek Hill. So we're T Higgins, baby. I'm all fully on board, fully on board. I did. My hood, my T. I bought a T. Uh, Higgins hoodie, by the way. It is uh, packed away in my suitcase, along with uh, the other the two uh, four packs of craft beer that I will be. Uh, it'll be it'll be a little dicey, not gonna lie. Yeah. So, dude, I there's an outside chance. So I went to two liquor stores today, and I I could no neither one had Wachusa blueberries. So okay. I'm gonna no try. Way. I'm I'm going up to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I might have to mail them out to you is what I'm saying. Cause I went and checked them out today and I, I couldn't find any in the, uh, the local places. So, but you're okay. going to get your, you're going to get your blueberries. Don't worry, my boy. Uh, I appreciate it. By the way, Wendy, congrats on the George Kittle Jersey. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. George Kittle's like, that's such a good Jersey. When I was talking to, uh, Ryan Hallam about this and we were talking about like fantasy alarms going to give one away. I don't know which one he decided on, but I was like, is there anyone that doesn't like George Kittle? Like he's like the nicest dude. And like, right. Funny dude, good dude. It's like maybe a couple, you know, Rams fans or or somebody in the in the division, but it's like it's such a likable player. Yeah, I can't think of any reason why, you know, you wouldn't like George Kittle unless you're, you know, a fan of a team in the NFC uh, West. That's the only yeah. thing. Or you're like a staunch Big Ten guy and just hate Iowa. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, you're a... Uh... Yeah, this draft. Jil- jilted C.J. Beathard guy <laughs> that was like, it should be Beathard and Kittle. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need to draft George Kittle because we have C.J. Beathard. Yeah, you got that survivor's guilt. Yeah, nah, I don't know. I It's it's hard to come up with reasons not to like the dude. He just seems like a really good dude. I agree. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is pretty chalk. Like, other than, like, the Eckler pick, which he'd probably be going in the top three or four anyway. Right. It's there's nothing really. This is like aligned with ADP right now. Yeah. I mean, that, that happened to me. Like that happened. I hate, like, even when the cr- things get crazy in the beginning, they smooth out. They always smooth out towards the end. Like I had a, the, the Beantown brawl draft and it was like crazy in the beginning. But by the time I was picking at 12, it had already smoothed out. You know, it, I hate, like in your mind, you see the crazy picks and you're like, all right, nice. This is going to get crazy. I'm going to get a good value. And then it smooths out. So 
you know, like this one smoothed out regardless. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I am, I don't understand AJ Brown slipping to wide receiver 14. Like uh, you can make the case for DJ Moore. I don't know if he can make the case for Michael Pittman, you know, reliably. I mean, Keenan Allen, I would take Brown over. I mean, I think he belongs in that kind of that Mike Evans, uh, Hill Higgins tier. I think that just, I mean, there has been nothing but good reports on AJ Brown, at least with his rapport with Jalen Hurts. So, um, yeah, that's that's one of those things that I don't think the market is really caught up to, and then he just kind of feels like a value. I mean, getting in the late third is is wild to me. And it's not because I have his jersey behind me. Yeah, I mean the guys the guys a beast. They if you look at so that's another one where the over unders he's like only set at a thousand. So if you're big on AJ Brown and you only do a couple, let's say you only do a couple drafts, but you bet a little bit, if you don't get him at his ADP or, and you want some, some action on that. That's what I've been kind of suggesting is like throw a sprinkle, a little money on some over-unders if you're in a state or a place where you can do that, because it's like, it's just a way to give yourself exposure to players that you didn't necessarily get. Cause there's a few of them where you look at it and you're like, this doesn't make sense. Right. It's like, he has the same over-under yardage total as Terry McLaurin, who's going way later in drafts. And, and I think the yeah. sentiment on him is even lower. Right. And it's like, you know, DJ Moore's 1100. You know, there's a bunch of these guys that, um, yeah, I don't know. Like Deontay, jo- like Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks and Darno Mooney are at 950 yards. AJ Brown's at a thousand via Vegas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, when you look at it, it's like crazy that they would be. Co- Cooks close. is at 950. Dude, Cooks, here's some crazy ones. That's Cooks wild. Dude, Cooks is at nine fifty. Uh, Jerry Judy's at nine fifty. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson nine fifty. Mike Williams nine fifty. These guys are all at the same line for yards. The same line. All those dudes. That's kind of wild. I can understand right. some of this pop, like the some of the sentiment, but just this room uh, for Brandon arbitrage. Cooks is the one. Br- yeah, Brandon Cooks what? is the one that sticks out big time for me. I didn't share the sheet with you. I haven't shared that here. I'll share with you. I don't know. Yeah. Send that over. Um, Yeah. So a little surprise. uh, Dalton Schultz goes over uh, the guy we just talked about, George Kittle, uh, as far as tight ends. Yeah. I'll be right back. Two seconds. Oh, you're good. And also uh, team 12, a little high, high testosterone start with Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Ezekiel Elliott, and Brees Hall uh, to start out the draft. Yeah. You have two running backs. You have your two flexes. So, you are pretty much set there. Um, and for the audio listeners as well, I will kind of recap this too. Uh, our draft so far after three rounds, we are uh, got seven picks back to us. Christian McCaffrey, Javante Williams, and T. Higgins. Uh, this is an FFPC, Football Guys Players Championship, uh, tight end premium, one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and two flexes. So, um this is on uh, in tight end premium as well. So Coop will be right back, but we are uh, Josh Allen is the first quarterback to go. And that's a pretty good stack. There with Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, AJ Brown, and uh, Saquon Barkley to one Oh nine. I think that's a really nice uh, start. And uh, yes, Wendy, we'll post that. We'll post it up on the lightning round Twitter as well. Uh, and then link that um in the podcast uh, notes as well on Spotify and, and uh, Apple and Google and everything. 
uh, everywhere you can find your podcast as well. Uh, we have five picks to us right now. I was kind of hoping that George Kittle would come to us. Um, you know, it's kind of a dicey proposition, but looks like looks like we're going wide receiver here. There are some options there. Um, so, I mean, there's Brandon Cooks who just went off of the board here. Um, you know, guys like Jalen Waddle, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson. Uh, I don't know if we, I don't know if I want to 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 go to the well again with Allen Robinson after last e- last season's. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough, but it's. But okay, I think McLaren. he realizes, like we've seen this happen before. It's not the yeah. first time. I mean, we've seen Mike Wallace give up on teams. We saw Randy Moss. Randy Moss at the same age give up badly on the Raiders and come back and have 23 touchdowns. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so Allen Robinson is going to score 23 touchdowns is what I'm saying. How do you feel about the either Waddle or Deontay Johnson here? We get access to it. If we want to play that Miami offense, it's a cheaper way to play it than Tyreek. Yeah. I don't like the, I don't like, I don't want to take Cam Akers and it's, um, Montgomery goes. So we have our choice of wide receivers here if we want to double up here with Higgins and then kind of keep that going. Uh, what are your thoughts? I like, I mean, I like Waddle over Johnson, but I'm not opposed to either. Yeah. Waddle is another one where Vegas doesn't like the guy. Uh, let's, yeah. I mean, I did. I, I would kind of cut Duke K makers. Let's do. You pick, man. You pick. You're the wide receiver guy. You take. You make this call. I think I'm going to go Deontay Johnson here over Waddle, and maybe we get a chance to get get him back. I think he's a lot safer in his offense, even though he's got going to have Trubisky or Pickett throwing him the ball. But in a world where we want to go upside, which we do here, like Deontay Johnson is the clear top target on the team, and like everything you read about this player is that he's a good player in a vacuum which does have some the merit to it beyond the yeah. drops. The drops is the only bad thing I've ever heard about this guy, but the route running's good. The obviously we've seen him make some crazy catches. I think he's going to be a very good friend to whoever ends up being the quarterback. So I, I do like Deontay over Waddle Waddle. The, the thing that scares me, he had such a low a dot seven yards, the same as Amon Ross St. Brown outside the top 100 wide receivers. So a uh, guys like that need to be peppered with targets to really have big upside. Like, um, and I think that's why the over under for yards for Waddle so low. Like you're you're banking on the uh you're banking on getting a lot of targets there. Cam Akers went. So Cam Akers is the guy that yeah, I mean, I don't know. If it was me drafting for myself, I would take Akers. But even then I say to myself, I'm not sure if that's the play. I think that might be too heavy. You might be hurting your because the wide receivers coming all the way back gonna be ugly, Kev, right? I mean, coming all the way back after that. That's why I think uh, if Come we can get that. like a third, like I don't know how you feel about um, kind of the one Marquise Brown. I mean, we're getting good reports on Chris Godwin. That that might be somebody that I won't come back, but that's guy that will be reached for. Um, but yeah. that's cool. that's your dicey proposition about injury. You know, people coming back from injuries. But everything, every report has been pretty good on him, and that's a that's a big swing. Well, the thing is, if Waddle comes back to us now, I wouldn't. I'm not against taking Waddle here, because I feel like we've done our. 
you know, we've let him slide and we've done our, we've, we've, now we're hedging, you know what I mean? Now, cause he offers a floor, no question. Right. Right. So I think I, I'd be cool with Waddle here. It's just, if we had gone acres Waddle here, then we would be feeling, we would be forcing ourselves to take a wide receiver when it comes all the way back, you know? And I don't like, I don't like having to force, I don't, I don't like being forced to take any position. Right. Right. I, I mean, now, I still think we're wide. We're just wide open. Wide anyway. open, right? Well, once once when you go RB RB, it, it opens it opens you up. I was I was what I was going to interrupt there is say any thoughts on Herbert here. I was going to say are we you know maybe right, but he's gone now. So I think that I love that. Like we're humans, right? So when you are yeah. in the draft and you're like, should we take a quarterback here? I don't want to. And then someone else does it. It makes you feel good. Like, I, I love yeah. that. I'm like, nice. that's like the, you know, you're just reaffirming your prior. Exactly. That dude bailed us out. dude. Let's go. Um, You know, and, and the thing is, we've got our option, you know, for oh, those elite quarter. I mean, I'm on St. Brown just went. I would take Waddle what? every every single day and twice on Sunday over Amon St. Brown. We, we, we don't have I don't know if we want to wax poetic on here, but I think uh we're good on Waddle here, right? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, like, worse Waddle just went. Like, slow Waddle. Slow Waddle just got drafted. Slow lines and Waddle. He, and, and who's to say he doesn't have a role change that spikes his, his ADOT either? Like, why can't Tyreek Hill work more intermediate and Waddle kind of opens the field up a little more too? Like, why can't yeah. that happen? I mean, I think it's pretty clear they're going to use two wide receivers every snap, Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And then the third spot is going to be a rotation. So like Gasecki should play every snap, right? Wilson plays into. Yeah. So it's going to be like, what it's going to be is, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a mix after that. And you're going to have Gasecki moving from inline to slot. And it's sometimes it's going to be Durham Smythe. Sometimes it's going to be Cedric Wilson. Sometimes they'll use fullback Alec Engold. But I think you're good. You're not going to have Waddle and, uh, and Tyreek coming off the field, right? So it's just a matter of, does Waddle at his ADOT and his play style get the targets you need, you know? So, uh, but I think like where we're getting him, there's nothing better than debating getting a guy and then getting him the next round, right? Like that's a good feeling too. Absolutely. Um, I just threw something in the private chat too. I'm not a want to say it and jinx it, but uh, that's a possibility with uh, how the board is shaking out so shadowing. far. Every, yeah, you know, Gary, Wendy in the chat, uh, Alex, if you're there, try and guess which player Kev just Kev just texted me. See if you can guess it. One guess. I will say see. this. It's it's not Gabe Davis. Yeah, no, no, no. And he probably won't go within Til the next couple picks. The second, you know? Our second pick. Or actually, he might go. If he, I'll give you guys a little hint. If he's going to go. He'll go to the team that that just picked. I don't think so, though. I mean, that's the guy that would do it, right? Yeah, that's that's like the that's the window. Is, is if he gets through the window, I think we're. I don't like that. Good. I don't like. I, I'm starting to not like picking Schultz or Hawkinson. They're. I think to they're they those two are closer to the tight end end zone than they are the yeah. elite group. Like greater late, that's like the way to to get those tight ends is greater late, right? The problem that I have with those guys is 
that you like they they have players coming back. Michael Gallup's coming back. Jamison Williams is coming back. And in formats like this where the where the uh playoffs matter and the end of the season matters, you don't want you want guys that are that are going up on the way out. You know what I mean? You don't want guys that are that where it's getting spicy and dicey, you know? I love that Jerry Judy pick right there. Yeah, that's not too bad um, there. Uh, and I really like that guy. Uh, yeah, Team 9 with uh, Stephon Diggs and Allen stacked together and then Saquon, A.J. Brown, and Chris Godwin. Like, if you get a bullish, you know, if Godwin's back by, like, like week four, that team is yeah, that those, team's top. Those two teams look like teams I, I would draft um, with more, maybe another running back. But they, they I mean, like, the Ju- like the more I look at the Judy numbers, the more I'm really liking him, dude. Especially when you see Sutton going there, uh, like it's crazy, just crazy to me that Ve- Vegas straight up likes Judy better than the Sun. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's it's kind of like uh, the higher priced Metcalf oh, Lockett yo, thing. We, where someone guessed, too- yeah, someone guessed it in the chat. Yeah. Wendy, yo. did you put it up? I did. Oh well, what am I doing? Yeah. Amateur? No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, Wendy. I'm like staring um, at this draft board. I'm like, so it, I mean, th- we got a lot of money on this. So yeah, uh, but yeah, we're, good job, uh, Wendy. You're a champ. We're we're in it to win it. Gabe Davis goes. I didn't know. That is one thing that I missed is the name change from Gabriel to Gabe Davis. Like that just happened randomly on Underdog. I don't know when that happened, but yeah. For, I know the players can kind of pick and choose what they want to, what they want to do. You know I mean? And you got to be a big enough guy to get away with it too. Like I know I keep seeing Joe, Jody Fortson, the backup tight end for the chiefs. He goes by Joe. Everyone calls him Joe, but like it hasn't been adopted yet. I think you got to be a big enough. You have to be Robbie Anderson coming out publicly and being like, it's Robbie with an I E not a Y to, to get that done. You know? Yeah. If he ends up getting like three, like random, like Blake Bell, ish touchdowns this this season i think he's gonna come out and just say you know what it's joe fortson put some respect on my name my actual yeah. name that i want to be called i thought that's how it works dude that's how it really works there was a hockey player that played in uh yeah wendy it's your it's your lucky night and wendy to celebrate your lucky night you know maybe go out to a place like the cheesecake factory and at the end you know when it's time to pay the tip you just write an alarm. I mean, that's something that we've been doing around here. It's it's probably going to get your, you know, they're not going to be happy with it. But the thing about alarm is that there's so many sites where it does work as a promo code. I'm talking underdog where you get, if you type an alarm on underdog, you get, they match up to a hundred dollar bonus deposit with your first deposit. You go on prize picks, you know, they match 25 bucks. If you do alarm 25 on Yahoo, they match it. I mean, like monkey knife fight alarm is a promo code. We have so many pf changs i mean if you're there with say you just went out with um with their owner there mark uh with, <laughs> you just got your <laughs> you just got your haircut you just got a you just they just took the bowls off off your heads you just got a great haircut and you want to celebrate at pf changs the favorite restaurant of the the raiders owner like why not drop promo code? They will let you bring a backpack in the restaurant. Yeah. It gets you into most clubs. So promo code alarm really is, it's going to, it opens a lot of doors out here. You know, there's, there's so many places that we're affiliated with that, 
you know, it, it's just worth a try every single time. You say you're going to a wedding and you're buying a suit, menswear house or whatever, just throw it in there. They're not. Or you're they, going they, to the fantasy football expo. Dude, you come up to me at the fantasy football expo and drop a promo code alarm. I'm going to make sure to take care of you. We're going to get, we're going to do something for you. Whether I got to drip, I got to drag you to a bar and buy you a beer or, you know, we'll see if we got some shirts or stickers or whatever. Drop that promo code alarm. Let's go. I know Wendy said she dropped, she, she, she hit me up on Twitter. Was like, she said, she says, I tried dropping promo code alarm at cheesecake factory. And they kicked me out. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, you know, that's the thing you got to, it's worth a try. It's a high risk, high reward play like Evan Ingram. Right. So Right. Roll up to the expo with us. That's that's it's gonna work. Yeah. Free that's, first beer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you came up to me and dropped the promo code alarm at the expo, I'd make sure to get you a beer. Uh look at this yellow, Kev. Let's do a let's talk about the actual draft instead of a elongated and bad promo drop that I just did. Yeah. Uh <laughs> hey, you know what? It's <laughs> uh, thank you, Fantasy Alarm. Uh thank you, for Fantasy Alarm, for sponsoring drop- the show. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. We're powered by Fantasy Alarm. We got to love it. Um, yeah, so La, La, Elijah Mitchell pick broke up the nine straight wide receivers that just went off the board. Mm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of veteran names on there. A lot of guys like Rashad Bateman, uh, you know, went Mari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Juju, DK, Gabe Davis, Marquise Brown. Yeah, that's uh, it's going to take the... Uh, uh, wide receiver pegs down a little bit, but yeah, well, I mean, wide receivers have been okay. Kyler Murray just went Adam Thielen just went. So, um, Thielen feeling going makes, makes my next picks easy, easier guys that I like. Oh, moon dog is somebody I would have wanted there. Who are you feeling right now? I mean, do you think this guy picking at four is watching the pod? Probably not. not. I mean, okay. do you want to pull the trigger on the guy I put in there now, or do you want to take the wrap around in the queue? Yeah. Well, no, I haven't put anybody in the queue, or I don't see anybody in the queue. Which guy are you I mean, talking you can about? Say it. You could say it. I know who I'm, I'm saying. I, I kind of like Elijah Moore if we're going to go. A man after my own heart. And you know what? Elliot Chris, such a CEO drop. of Fantasy Life. If I did not take Elijah Moore here, if he was available, I would be on the street tomorrow. I have to see him at the expo. I have to answer to him. Right. Yeah. So. And the thing about the player that you dropped and that Wendy called is that, dude, there's only one team. So the team that drafted Herbert is not going to draft Burrow. Now you are on the clock. So I think we could go Elijah Moore here and get Burrow on the way back, which, you know, we're rolling the dice that this guy at two takes him. But you don't have to worry about the guy at the swing taking him because he's not going to go Herbert Burrow. That's crazy, right? So we're rocking Elijah. We're good. I like it. I like it. All yeah. right. You love to see it. That's a good chunk of yellow there, and then we can get Burrow, and then not have to worry about quarterback for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll probably be the only one we draft. Should be. Yeah. Because there's waivers in this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we can always pick up a guy if we really need to. And- I think that at, at the so if you take Burrow. In a, in a in a draft like this and other people are just throwing quarterback they don't care at all then maybe you start thinking about a like you have to go crazy big though you have to go like fields right or to uh you know you yeah. to go for somebody that has like some sort of weird asymmetrical upside like you know you if you draft joe burrow we're you're good, wasting a, 
Yeah, we just solidified. So if you do, because he has, yeah, that's so, yeah. I'm for, in my mind, immediately said Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes stack, but that's not real anymore. That's that not was, in this economy. That was yesteryear. I like my mind immediately said that. But like, you know, it's like uh, you have to go for something that is uh, like you, you would never draft Joe Burrow. You're wasting your time if you draft Joe Burrow and then also take Matt Ryan. Like, when are you right. ever going to start Matt Ryan? Like, when he. Has a, like at a bye week, so you have to go crazy with somebody with rushing upside. Like a, if you're not getting a Fields or a Watson or a, um, or a Tua, then then don't do it at all. Yeah, and we took. I mean, last year we took Dak Prescott and Tua. You know, Tua was the upside play on that. But I mean, I honestly, we probably just should have stayed at one because I don't even think we ended up starting him. Um, when. Five weeks came by. Anyway, I don't think we got him or he had him. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with Tua is that he was supposed to have Will Fuller. He was supposed to have Devontae, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker missed half the season. Fuller missed the entire season. So we yeah. actually really didn't get. I hate that Goddard pick. I hate that pick. Yeah. That's. I love I love it for us, but I hate it for him. Yeah. That's. Um, I do that's been building a weird team. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I'm still looking at Team 9, though. Team 9 is, like, the one I'm looking at, like, shit. And then I think that might be our biggest hurdle. I mean, McCaffrey, if we hit on the bull case for Javante, if that foot injury for Melvin Gordon is an issue, like, we could have, like, the top two running backs. Like, no, if as high as everybody is, I mean, ugh, CH. The thing about Burrow, man, is that, dude, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are still there. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish they had gone. Hey, don't uh, don't underestimate the power of the donk. The power of the stack. Are we? So, what do you think, man? I mean, Lamar is there. Yeah, that's where that's what makes it tough. Because I don't think Burrow comes back. Okay, well let's there. let's look at the other position. Other like it's like we're not going to take Tony Pollard, Alan right. Lazard. Like now is the time to take quarterback. The only guy I would consider, I think, yeah. if we're going Drake London, the guy I might consider. Oh, he just went. Yeah, he did so. just go. Yeah, right now we're looking at yeah. I mean, we could always he is like Lamar Jackson is one guy we could roll naked. Like just based on the rushing, like we could roll him naked and be fine. Twelve one passing this league. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm good with either. Burrow for the stack. Roll Lamar. Damn. I mean, Uh, my only thing is I think maybe Burrow is going to have a lot more rushing upside. Just be. I think it could kind of excuse it last season with the with the ACL injury the previous year. I would still roll Burrow. I think they're pretty flat. Let's take Burrow. Let's take him. Let's take him for the stack. I don't. Yeah, I think that that whole thing is kind of flat, like quarterback four through six. I don't really think there's a bad pick or a, you know, got to take this guy over another. I mean, we know Lamar, what Lamar Jackson can do. But, you know, who's to say, well, why can't Joe Burrow rush for 500 yards this year right. now if, that he's if, a year and a half removed from an from an ACL tear? If this team is worse this year with the, the hangover from the Super Bowl, it's not going to be worse because of passing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, It's going to be worse because Zach Taylor doesn't know how to manage his, t- 
<laughs> either Joe Mixon or his defense. I mean, and that helps us too. Yeah, I mean, the t- these teams, the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year went all in and got lucky with injuries and also traded, you know, to to supplement them. But these guys were running the same 11 dudes out there like every play and just kind of got lucky. And that, you know, they were able to also trade for Odell Beckham or sign Odell Beckham right when Robert Woods got hurt. Like teams aren't doing that for a reason. The the Steelers tried doing that for 10 years or whatever. And every year someone would get hurt. Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and the season was over. You know what I mean? Like, so it's such a dangerous way to play. But the Rams, you know, in terms of trading away their picks and using the same dudes every play, I mean, it worked. But it can go bad. When it goes bad, it goes real bad. Wow, Tom Brady there with that name. Even I'm the I got Tom Brady picture right behind me, right there. And <laughs> even I who that name didn't even come out of my mouth. There were multiple quarterbacks. I would have taken Lamar Jackson. I would have taken Jalen Hurts. I would have taken Russ Wilson, Trey Lance. Like this is this is a tournament, no? Yeah, it is. I mean, it condenses so, down. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, this is a you got to go ceiling plays here. You know, I love Brady. I think Brady's gonna be good, but he's also forty five years old, and anything can happen. Like, there's only one quarterback that's thrown a pass attempt at age forty five. Like, you are literally. I mean, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He is on another planet as far as just being. Who's the good. quarterback through that? George Blanda. Who's I think it was either Blanda or like Steve DeBerg or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like the dude, who is this dude in the draft? Whose name is sling blade. And has a picture of uh, the guy from sling blade that <laughs> <that's> ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's his picture on here too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I just like the way I look at like Brady, like when I say Brady, I think he's going to be good. You know who was good last year? Kirk Cousins was good, right? Yeah. Like Kirk Cousins threw for like just as many passing yards and touchdowns as uh, Lamar, as as Josh Allen or as you know like Aaron Rodgers. But he didn't have he doesn't have that extra upside. You know what I mean? Like that. So right. Tom Brady can be good and still be bad in fantasy. And Trey Lance or Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson can be bad and still be great in fantasy. That's yep. that's the difference maker. 100%. Yep. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you ask anybody, like, as far as a real-life quarterback, he is probably one of the worst actual NFL quarterbacks. That's why, he, you know, there's been so much, uh, you know, thrown around about replacing him, like, whether it be in the draft or they go get somebody. But in fantasy, like, you don't have to be that good. Like you can still do what you're doing at 59% completion percentage or whatever it was and still be quarterback, what, seven, eight. And then, mm-hmm. but, but, but he is like the, you're hoping he does, has the Josh Allen case where he just improves dramatically now that they got, they go, go out and get AJ Brown. Like they have weapons around him now with Dallas Goddard. They drafted Sponsor Smith last season. I mean, that's what happened with Allen. You add Stefan Diggs to the mix and, now he's the number one quarterback in fantasy. So that's that's kind of the path you're hoping for for Jalen Hurts. I mean, I don't know if I see that, but even if he takes a step up and not like 
the, like the mini breakouts, not like the full on Josh Allen, just superstar full on breakout, like even just a modest increase in like completion percentage. And if Philadelphia decides to throw the ball more because now we have AJ Brown, we don't have to run the ball 50% of the time. Like that's a win too, because then you're just adding on floor upon floor with the rushing stuff. So that's, that's your bull case for, for Jalen hurts. You have to remember that, that Josh Allen, his first two years, his completion percentage was worse than what uh, Jalen Hurts was last year. It was bad. Like, dude, 52% as a rookie, and then it went up to, like, 58%. Like, Jalen Hurts last year was already over 60. Like, Jalen Hurts doesn't need to have the – it can't even be the same increase because he wasn't even as low in terms of being a passer, you know? So uh, that's what you're hoping for. I See, we that, just pumped the bags and they just went. That's what happens. Yeah, a couple of these teams, you know, I think, are probably feeling pretty good about that. But I just feel like a lot of some of those teams put them in a weird position in terms of running back. They need to get lucky now. Yeah, um, you know, I'm just happy that we have you know McCaffrey and and Javante Williams. We get this two good. Young stab. I mean, McCaffrey's done it. We're getting another good stab on a young running back. That would it surprise you if Javante Williams was the one hundred and one next season? No. Yeah. You gotta- Melvin. Melvin gone. It's it's like it's even a position where like he can stay healthy. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to run the guy in the ground. It's you know knock on wood, but you know that's that's what you want. You want a dude that can be consistent and play all year round. Like if Javante Williams is this year's Zeke where he, you know, splits splits all year and finishes the RB7, then we have a good chance to win because we got him at RB, what is it? RB12. You know what I mean? Like the problem that people have with Zeke is he was RB4 or 5 off the board and he finished RB7. But when you, when you draft a guy at RB12 and he finishes RB7, that's almost like what you got from Joe Mixon last year. You know what I mean? Like RB nine or whatever and he finished rb3 like that that's that's value you're creating value right now are there any running backs here that that you would consider in this bunch or should we just skip over all of it i think uh, there's nobody that really jumps out at me i do like Devin singletary a little bit i i do like kareem hunt just because if we're playing the kareem hunt game where if he if it he gets traded i don't i can't see him getting traded to like Chicago and like being dead, like you're drawing dead. I think that Kareem Hunt is going to go somewhere where it's going to increase his value. I think there's more spots that he can land where his value gets increased versus just bottoms out. Yeah. So I like, I like Hunt there. I like, I mean, a little bit down further. I like Damian Harris. I've drafted him a lot. I think there's going to be enough where I like him over Ramondre. Ramondre going over him, I, I think it's almost like that wishful thinking versus Harris who's done it and has been there. I mean, there's actually, there's some trade rumors now people, you know, beat writers throwing that out there about trading Damian Harris. I mean, that, that would help everybody that would help yeah. Ramondre. That would help Damian. That would help Ty Montgomery. I mean, we, I, we wrote about it last year. We had the article before it happened, the Sony Michelle trade. I mean, it's kind of lining up that way almost where it's like, they know they're not going to bring him back. We've seen Belichick do that before. And we've seen Belichick do that with way bigger players than Sony Michelle, right? Like he traded 
Chandler Jones away because yeah. they weren't they weren't going to pay him. And then Chandler Jones went to the Cardinals and had 15 sacks or whatever, and the Patriots won the Super Bowl. So it's like you can't even call him stupid. You know what I mean? Like right. It's not it's, like you can, you can't criticize that move. He has a history of doing that where he says, I'm not going to pay this guy, so I'm trading him away now. He did it to Asante Samuel. He did it to Dude, he, this guy is ruthless, man. People forget, bro. Dude, you know who's never forgiven him still is Lawyer Malloy. Never forgave yeah. him. Dude, this guy traded, traded away Richard, to Seattle. Dude, Richard Seymour just got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I actually lived in the town that Richard Seymour built a friggin' castle with a basketball court in town that I lived in. And then he traded him before the season started. And that's why Richard Seymour held out going to Oakland. Not even that he was mad, but that like his kids were like getting ready for school. Like that's how late that trade was. Like, yeah, this guy is like, he does not care. He doesn't care. So if he sees the formula, him and Ernie Adams down the basement there, you know, chained to a desk, if he sees the formula can generate value by trading somebody before you let them leave, as a free, you know what I mean? As a free agent, then he's going to take that, right? Like he just, they just spent a whole offseason not taking anybody and traded for Devontae Parker just to collect a JC Jackson comp pick. It's like this guy, he's, he's looking into the matrix. Like it's, you know, it's all, all these people with their families is just green zeros and ones for this guy. <laughs> We're uh we're up and I by the way I I like your after that soliloquy thank you for that by the way also lawyer Molly was traded to Buffalo I don't know why I thought like he was in Seattle late in his career anyway yeah. um yeah I like your cue by the way uh, the only thing is I would put the second guy above the first guy yeah do it I mean we we are we you have... even on them I mean and plus that's a nod to uh, I'm ahead. I'm not trying to fight. Absence of, of I'm not trying to fight with Brett. Yeah, I'm not trying to fight with Brett tomorrow. I'm gonna see Brett in how, person. How much is she, how much was share is she getting in this? I mean, if she were in the chat like Gary is, then she would be getting a bigger share. I think Gary. Like, where's sellers? Sellers isn't Brett's driving. That's what I mean, dude. Gary's here, so Gary's getting a big share. Shout out Gary. Gary, we're not taking Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk already went, Gary. So, um. I know I get it sad, but at the same time, dude, he had having a good camp though. Vegas last year said he was going to get 825 yards. He got 826. So I don't know. I'm Uh, really hoping we can get him. I'll be so friggin' ecstatic. Who Burks? Yeah. Oh, did I say it out loud? That's okay. This guy's watching. if If he, if he picks him, it's, it's on you. If he picks them, then we know this is the test. This is the test. Ken Walker. There we go. All right, take him. Traylon Burks. Let's go. Um, yeah. And then grab the guy we talked about at running back uh, after. You like him over any of those guys that are above an ADP? Um, I mean, it's kind of a flat. To me, it's a very flat group. We're talking about Penny, Ramondre Stevenson, James. Singleton Cook. already went. Who? Who? You Singletary think went. Yeah. Damian Harris. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude. He's going to be a starter, man. Dude, I can't believe that uh, Mondre is going ahead. And in the Beantown Brawl this week, Mondre went ahead. I don't see it, honestly. I don't see the Ramondre over Damian Harris. I mean, it's the same thing. Take the cheapest one and just 
to i mean they're both up at the same adp so maybe that doesn't exactly hold but i mean we've seen it out of damian harris that's the thing and i don't know if the i mean is Ramondre going to be taking any of that receiving work? Because right now it's looking like it's Ty Montgomery season in like the 20th round. Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of like Kadarius Tony. I do. T- I mean, I like him too. You're not, you're not twisting my arm over Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Um, the only other guy that I would consider there with him, I have two. One guy is a guy that I think is going too low in every single draft. Oh, Cole Another- Komet. Cole Komet just went. Sorry to interrupt, but that's kind oh, of you're a good. killer too. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to address tight end maybe on the way back or um, next time. No, let's yeah, because we can just load up on a couple and then go. Yeah, yeah we'll there. figure it out. We'll invent a tight end. That'll be we the will MacGyver the shit out of tight ends. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Popsicle sticks, rubber bands, ball bearings, <laughs> booby trap, static leg. I'm in. I'm in we'll, on that. We'll do it. It'll lead into the strengths. All right, so uh, yeah, back to what you're saying. Sorry. Um, the, the the wide receivers um, that I'm looking at, either the guy that's going way too low in every draft, and I've is Garrett Wilson for me. Mm. I just think tenth overall pick. I mean, the only other thing is that we have Elijah Moore already, so that might take him out of play. Other the other guy I like is Chris Olave. See, I don't like Olave nearly as much. I like Garrett Wilson much more than Olave just because. Like, dude, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Alvin Kamara. Like, this little, I mean, in best ball, I like Alave because of the, his Kadarius. Great, Kadarius Tony went. And Damian Harris went. Do we take Mondre? Are we that? Or that's I mean, fault? I'm fine with him there. I like the next tier running backs a lot more there. And then we can, I mean, I'm fine with Ramondre if you want to take him. I mean, other than that, there's Sky Moore, Chris Olave. We just talked about Lockett, Claypool, Wilson. Like I said, we have Elijah. So, yeah, um, tight ends, you're looking at the Friar Muth or Smith tier. And I don't know if that's really where we want to no, grab a tight end. We're not, if we we're yeah. going to take one, we would take, I do like that player I just put in the queue. Um, we can grab Ramondre. 15 seconds left. Your call, man. Ramondre or Sky Moore, I think, is where I would go. I would personally go. I'm going to go Sky Moore. I think we, I think that the tier of like that, my favorite tier of, of, um, running backs, like that's my, that's like my tier du jour. Like, like snap me up a couple of those and then. You got to think about what we've done too so far, where it's like, for the first six weeks of the season, minimum, we're going to have McCaffrey and, and Javante Williams in the two RB spots. And then we're going to have four wide receivers in the, well, in, in the other spots. And we have five wide receivers already. Now we have six. So it's like whatever running back we have, we don't even need to, they're, they're, they're realistically not, they have to really show out early to get in our lineup. Like, I'm right. trying to think of what Ramondre Stevenson would have to do to crack our lineup over, over two contin- of the, you know. Yeah, the contingency play is you're hoping Damian Harris gets traded or he gets hurt. So that's pretty much your your contingency play there because I just don't know with 
I mean, Ty Montgomery is really the uh, the fly in the ointment here. With uh, uh, if it were if it were Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson with, and that was it, and it was those two, like that's perfectly fine. I just think Ty Montgomery taking a lot of that receiving work. If he's going to be playing the the James White slash Brandon Bolden plus role in that offense, like if he has a real role in that offense, Ramondre Stevenson is a spell at best. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, or maybe goal line play, but you know, I look at our build too. It's like you start two, two wide running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, like three wide. Not, oh, it's three wide. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad we loaded up then because it's like, I mean, even then he, he needs to be better than Traylon Burks or now sky Moore. It's like, I just don't see it. Gary, Gary said, interesting. You thought you'd go wide receiver. I was running. Sorry, I thought we go tight end. Cole Komet's somebody I would have considered over Traylon Burks, yeah. uh, but now that everyone has a tight end except us, I, I wouldn't want to force the guy that I'd want to take there, which is Hunter Henry. We can get Hunter Henry, I think, next round. Like I think we can go a combination of guys like Hunter Henry, David Njoku, uh, Evan Evan Engram, Austin Hooper. Yeah, like let's next time. I, I I think we should potentially double tap tight end next time around just to make sure we get it, get it locked up, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm fine with that. And then we could still probably get the back end of that, that RB tier, pretty much get the guy that's guys that are left. Cause you can still get the Khalil Herberts and the Ronald Jones and, you know, even the potentially the Algiers and even like Raheem Moster, like I'm fine with. So like, Getting some back, getting some those back end running backs. I mean, those guys are like, um, you know, the mystery box options. Yeah, Kenny Galladay pick I like there. Yeah, that's that's like one guy that I am totally like fine with as far as a veteran guy. At I mean, just at where he's going, like right. I'm perfectly fine with Kenny Galladay. I mean, last season. I think it was kind of a dicey move just based on what they had <laughs> around. I'm sorry. I just saw this comment. <laughs> I had to, so I had to stop my thought and laugh. That's yeah. a great comment, but it's true though. Cause like with James, James white with the hip subluxation, like James white's not going to be ready. James white, not even, I That's love the James same white. thing that Ryan Fitzpatrick had, by the way, and knocked him out clear out of the season. Yeah. So he might not play again, man. You know, it's just the the truth with James White, which means Ty Montgomery, Pierre Strong, like those guys are all in the mix. So it's kind of yeah. scary. By the way, I figured you would enjoy this. Um, if we, you know, if we really see another donk pick, we can add this to our uh, repertoire here. I don't know if we can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I did nice. find this. Yeah, excellent. I did find that uh, you can add. We can add our own music. We can add music, dude. That's a good. Now we could probably get the copyright strike we were looking for. Is that Yakety Sax? It is. That's excellent. Yeah. Well, I I think that that's public domain at this point. Is it public domain now? Guess we're gonna find out. Eighty years. I think there's a lot of those old songs that are gonna be public domain now. Well, if I get an email. Uh, with a copyright strike, I will be sure to let you know. I will physically okay. tell you that we got a copyright strike because I will see you tomorrow at 
the lightning house. That's right. Yeah. So I and think I can, like, well, I, I can do this round and next, and then I actually got to drive into the city. I, I'm getting my flight's at six in the morning. So I'm driving to a buddy's and getting up at like four. So I can do, I can do these next two picks and then I got to rock and roll. Sounds good. And I will probably take this offline uh, as well. Cause we are hitting it an hour too. So obviously right. we will recap everything and let you know where we stand. Well, we can recap it next week too. Uh, yeah, but let's get the next picks in. Like, uh, let's you know, who cares if it's an hour? Let's stay. Let's stay a little longer. And, and well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll yeah. get those two picks. Um, so Russ, there that 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 team on the far right. I mean, as I personally like Bateman, I like Miles Sanders, and I I like Zeke Bateman and Miles Sanders, so I'm gonna like that team. But uh, you know, getting Russ there is such a good pick. Russell Gage, I don't know so much about that one. Right. Yeah, Russell Gate is tough. Um, now he's he joins Team Hamstring with Mike Evans and right. wide receiver four with a hamstring injury. Sick pick, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Gary in, dude. Gary, what? The, why isn't Gary on this pod in general, bro? Gary, like, where? Why aren't you on? Like, what are you doing, dude? Gary, I'm sending you the uh, uh, the what you call it. The link. Get him in there. Get him in here. Check. I should have been in here already. And Wendy, you're not going to be at the expo. What the heck, man? That's what it's for. It's. I feel like the the people. I feel like the analysts have tried to turn the expo into a thing. It's supposed to be for fantasy football enthusiasts, like right. in general. You know, it's I mean? not like, just for content creators at all. No, dude. No. I have the people going. Are you know people that are just analysts on Twitter anyway? You know. Gary, check your DM. I just sent you the thing. Yeah, Gary, Gary will be in here Gary. within 10 seconds. Wake up, Gary. 10. Kenneth Gainwell, that's a good pick. I like it. I really do. I do like that pick. That's that's true anchor RB start right there. Get your uh get your wide receivers, you get your Hurts and Devonta Smith stack. Get your Darren Wall with your elite tight end. That's as classic as an anchor RB as you can get. Yeah, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, there aren't a lot that like are just complete total donkey boys, but you know, yeah, donkey boys will usually present themselves very early in drafts. That and it, that Mark oh, Andrews. No, Go ahead. Sorry, the Mark Andrews double, the Mark Andrews Dalton Schultz stack. There is kind of a donkey boy move, though, if you ask me. Yeah. The donkey boy will present themselves. If you do not know who the donkey boy is, you are the donkey boy. And we are not the donkey boys. Nah, never been. Never been. Not once. Not now, not never. That's what I say. As I always say, Isaiah Spiller. I'm intrigued. I think Isaiah Spiller takes a little more off the plate than people realize with Eckler. Yeah. With our 101 Austin Eckler. And it doesn't even hurt Eckler. I will. I would say it arguably doesn't because Eckler's never had a thousand yard rushing season ever. Anyway, you know what I mean? There he Gary. is, dude. Yo. <laughs> there we go, boy. I won't lie. I'm actually cooking dinner as, as we're going to do this. I hope that's okay. It won't be too loud. But Kevin, what are you what cooking you at any point? What? Yeah, what are you making? Yeah, give us. This is a cooking, uh, this is a cooking show now. <laughs> No, we're doing super simple. I'm just making brats and some French fries. So, <laughs> well, give us a rundown of how you do the brats, man. Let's learn something while you're here. Well, 
I go and I buy a pack of brats. I open them up and I put them on the pan. And uh, yeah, super simple. This is what we do in the Pacific Northwest. We cook our brats on a pan on the stove because it's too cold to barbecue and rainy all the time. I like that though. What temp, what, what temp? Like so, like, are you going medium heat? What kind of heat do you cover them? Uh, I do not cover them. I usually, I don't know. I haven't cooked brats in a pretty long time, so we'll see. I'm thinking, yeah, we'll probably go like a medium heat because I don't want them to be too much on the outside. Plus, yeah. like, they're pretty big, so I got to cut them in half for the kiddo. Yeah, yeah, I think that's smart. <laughs> hey, I'm like, who's chopped up? Emerald, dude. Yeah, this is a good one. If we can get the right tight ends here, I'm glad someone took Irv Smith. I would be, I would love for someone else to take like Fryermuth or Mike Gusecki here. I, the guys, I mean, I, I would, I'm on board with a Hunter Henry. And J- do you like Njoku I mean, more than Ingram? I do. I mean, I'm okay with Fryermuth here. Like, and this is tight end premium. So it changes the game because in a normal league, it's like, where you only start one tight end, like tight end eight is a bad player. Tight end nine is a bad player. But in this, where you have two flexes, tight end eight is a good player. Everything up to tight end fifteen is a good player. So yeah. it kind of changes the changes the dichotomy. But the thing is, Fryermuth. I mean, like, where is he in the pecking order? The the Big Ben Big Ben was the better quarterback for him. Right. Are you nervous well, we gotta- at all about? We got a decision Sorry. to make. We're on the clock. Whether we want to go get one now and get him, or if we want to grab a running back. Who would we get for a running back? I like Terrell Henderson. I like Algier. I like Carter. I like all those guys. I like Algier. Gary, what do you think? Would you go Algier here or like a Fryer or Uh I would be between Muth and uh, Hendo. Um, I would not go with Gusecki and Hunter Henry's making us nervous. I was going to ask, we'll talk about it in a sec, but I, I would go with Muth or Hendo because I think that Hendo has the most likeliness of becoming significant. Well, uh, 15 seconds. All right, let's take Henderson. Does he have different bye weeks than our guys already? Seven, so we're clear. You want a Hendo? Yeah, take him. All right. Yeah, so I like question Hendo. I to ask. Sorry, go ahead. Are you nervous at all about the Pats offense from stuff that's been being said in training camp that's just not clicking without McDaniels and now, I mean, the magician, <laughs> Matt <laughs> Patricia, who is just, yeah. I mean, the rocket scientist, right? Guy's a, Ooh, guys. there goes Muth. He's a genius, but I mean, it's like, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be fine at the end of the day. Like they're, they were never, like no one was projecting them to be like one of the best offenses in the league. They're going to be run heavy and you're banking on somebody to score touchdowns. That's why I think Hunter Henry could be, a, he was a top two target on the team last year. He scored nine touchdowns last year. Like he's a guy who could, and he's proven that he can beat guys in man to man, that he can line out out wide. He lined up out wide for 70% of his pass plays. Like, I think that he his role is per, pretty solidified. The where I'm worried is if you're worried if you're banking on like any of the wide receivers, really. Honestly, like Jacoby Myers, you know, kind of a tough play. Yeah. So if, look at if I'm t- going if I'm going to go with Gesicki, I just wanted to say I would probably try and get Tua just as like a second, just to see if you can make his if if, if he hits, you have Waddle and you have Gesicki, even if that's a lot to put in there. Yeah. Sorry, I Kim. just don't feel good about Gesicki. 
practiced in this yeah. offense. Like we know Not it's going to be featured. It's Hill. It's Waddle. And then after that, it's literally a throw, throwing pickles at the wall, at, at the window and seeing who wins that race. God, I it's love throwing a, pickles at the window. <laughs> that's yeah. That's Billy a, Madison. That's that Billy Madison. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. I am the winner. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just Kaseki there. He's he's very likely the third target of the team. Which in this format, that's why I don't even like tight end premium. It's just an annoying format, to be honest. Uh, but who Joe Lever just went. Yeah, that's a that's a bad. We'll take Hunter Henry yeah. here. He has two yeah. wide receivers and three tight ends in a Let's three take, wide receiver start. Yeah, that's that's see that's that's digging yourself a hole, boy. He, I think he that guy might have missed the memo in the format like I did, where I was like, oh yeah, two wide receivers like that. That's that guy's gonna be in trouble because even Kadarius Tony is not a reliable player, and he needs to rely on Kadarius Tony every week now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I, definitely I'm, go Hunter here. Yeah, I I take Henry here, the hen house. But the thing is, if Henry goes right now, I would take Kaseki, because we know at least know that he's gonna yeah. be the you know. And then I think we could probably go running back tight end again. I say we go tight end. Uh, Tolbert just went so right, take on hen dog. Yeah, I mean Hunter Henry is a guy that I mean you can just feel comfortable having him as you're starting tight end every week, just in, in the sense that, you know, he's going to get a, a couple targets and he he's either easier to score or he's not going to, but like last year, he pretty consistently, you know, got a couple of looks. There were only a couple games where like he, there was one game where he had nine yards, right? In every other game, he was at least getting a couple looks catching at, you know, at least, you know, he had a couple where he had, 30 yards or whatever, but you know, right. four catches for 30 yards in tight end premium is keeping you above water, you know? Right. Looking at this, how we've got this constructed, Ike, we're good on quarterback for the rest of the draft. We're going to need running backs, but I think this is probably a three tight end build. Has to be. Yeah. And then a sprinkle in one or two, one more wide receivers. If we can get so for tight ends, if we can get like now we started the beast here because after Fryermuth we're looking at yeah. five of the last six picks or tight ends. They're I'm glad we at least got Henry when we did and didn't kick the can one more cycle. Yeah, we probably should have gone Henry Engram here, but if we can get one of Njoku Engram, Austin Hooper, or I still like. I still like Brevin Jordan, you know. Me too. So if we can get one of those guys, I'd feel pretty good. It gets pretty gross after that. So. Yeah. But the we're gonna get tight end. the thing is we're gonna Sorry. get the best tight end off waivers. The best tight end that's available week one, we're gonna get them. We have to factor that in. For the last couple of years, like we were hitting the numbers and we're getting the guy, you know, like freaking even when we got Logan Thomas and dropped him, like we had him. You know, like yep. two years ago, like we had them, you know, and we dropped them. But like, we're going to get, we're going to get the guys that are, uh, that are popping. Well, so, you know what? We're going to get, we're going to get our guy in the last round is what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you right now. 
<laughs> I was about to say the name, but then I remember. Oh, you already know who it is. Uh, Team Nine. Team Nine has no tight end. And I'm, I do his first half of his draft, and then the second part. Oh, and I have the first half. I, I, the I only we things the only I don't ones. particularly like are the Amari pick. Uh, everything else I actually love. And I so do. To- oh, I love Olave, Chris. I will say I do Olave him. Yeah, I, all right, I got to go, guys. I got to drive. I got to go drive to the big city and then uh, wake up early. And then I'm going to be, but by the time I know it, I'm going to be in uh, Ken shaking hands, kissing babies, shaking babies, kissing hands. So you ain't kissing my hand. Well, I'm kissing your, we'll I'm kissing your hand and I'm shaking your baby. That's, I mean, that's good thing I don't have a baby. Well, you better get one. And I'm not cause... bringing it with me to the expo. Denny Carter signed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you can't get next to me when I'm signing autographs. When I get into autograph mode, <laughs> I get autograph signing mode. All right, I will see you guys. Are you trusting us with the rest of this team? Uh yeah. I mean, text me. You know who I like. Um, and let me throw a couple guys in the queue. I th- I I I toss some guys in the queue. I know there's a couple that you like. Yeah, yeah. You know the guys I like. Man, we're good. We're um, we're like lockstep. So we'll. Well, uh, from from this back. point on, from this yeah, from this point on, we're we're very much on the same page. It's just early strategy at times that diverts, but we met in the middle on this one. You know, we we took two running backs because they were there that we both liked, and then we jammed wide receivers. It's like the best of, of both worlds. So, yeah. um, we're yeah. we're we're in good shape. I like the I like this team. the The bones are there, as okay. as they would say. Yeah, plus Gary's holding it down, boy. Exactly. Let's go. Let's go. We're, Get those we're, we're, we're riding here. Like Fire up the, those snoozes. We ride. Coop, you do look <laughs> extra dapper tonight. So I'm excited. Everyone's going to show it. up and be like, whoa, I didn't this realize old, you looked this good. This old thing. Yeah. Right, we gotta, Let's gotta, see how uh, good I look. Yeah. <laughs> Don't I listen just, to what anybody has to say. You are look good looking. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. See you tomorrow, buddy. See ya. Later. Uh, That James Robinson pick, man, when when that report came out saying he was running with once, it was like, what? I'm still very much not. I don't know if it's because I'm in on an ETN and that's like more of an emotion-based thing, which I've tried to cut out, but I mean... James Robinson could be just a barnacle on the, on the Travis ETN train. Like he could just hang around and just gum up the works. I was wondering if they put him there just to say, you know what, we can move on from this guy. Let's just uh, figure something out and just keep going. And I don't know if they would try to trade him or not. I mean, I don't really know what trade value you have at that point with no, without any injuries, fingers crossed yet, but I don't know. Right. Trey Lance, by the way, at 12 is like a monstrous pick. Like, you have to probably take, I mean, you could take him as your one. If he got him as his two, that's a pretty good combo. I mean, they're both week nine, so good luck. You're going to probably have to pick up a, a quarterback, but you know what? If you got those two, I think you can stomach, you know, Geno Smith for a week. I feel like Team 12. Took in Joku, Lance got picked because 11 was like, oh my gosh, I just got Lance in the 12. And he was like, damn it, I didn't see Lance was there. Because I, li- <laughs> I like Russ. I like Russ is on a different team. I expect fireworks, but 
his team with the weird construction he has, he's taking the hit at wide receiver and he's going heavy everywhere else. Take Lance there and solidify so that wide receiver is kind of your weaker position, but everywhere else you're solid. Well, he has Knox in it. <laughs> Joking. So I don't know if solid's the right word. Right. Um Khalil Herbert going there kind of not not great, Bob. Well, I was kind of yeah. hoping he would he would get there. Um, but I think just based on the structural, how we've got it so far, I mean, I'm looking at wide receivers. I'm fine moving <clears throat> down into that next tier and not thinking about it, at least on this turn, but yeah. I think we probably have to grab another running back and a tight end here. This is that tough spot that I feel like I've gotten into since I really started to pivot to more of a heavy wide receiver zero, like hero running back, which not that that's this build, but this is where I struggle because I just keep seeing wide receivers that I really like. And then it's yeah. hard. And you're really good at this, figuring out the running backs late. I'm nervous that this next string of six picks or five picks is going to be those daggers of those guys that you really like, given who else is gone. Right. If and if this is becoming too much, I can mute at any point. Just let me know from the sound perspective. You're fine. You're fine. Um yeah, like this is the part, this is like just the navigating these waters, like because yeah. there's just so much uncertainty with like all of these guys, and this is where you're either taking zeros or you're getting the guys that are gonna be turning into top twenty-four <laughs> options, you know, wide receiver running back, and then obviously you're hoping that you hit on a tight end that finishes in the top ten. I mean, quarterback I would say is pretty much out for us here with getting an elite guy because we did take like Dak and Tua, but we really didn't need to take the second one. Would rather take a shot on like the upside play at a running back or wide receiver where we're going to need numbers there. So like I'm looking at, I'll, uh, I'll put it in the. I got a wide receiver. I think you should go for but I don't know what you're looking for at this point. Yeah. I figured on, on a few of those in that um, it's so it, like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for somebody that can finish top 24? Are you looking for a stable body? You know, obviously at this point you're like, everyone's looking for like, you, you want a guy that's going to climb and climb and climb. But I mean, that's a different thing, right? Some people are going to be boom bust. Some people are going to be more floor guys that you know in a pinch you can play right like i'm looking at right now so we're we're at mccaffrey and williams those two guys are going to be in our lineup every single week minus buys so with those two you could take more bigger swings on the next couple of running backs uh darrell henderson we we've seen him be a top 15 running back like and right now cam Akers. Yes, he's coming out. He's come off an Achilles. He came back at the end of last year, but why can't Darrell Henderson, you know, eat into that? And then he's a clear, you know, contingent play with Cam Akers. I don't see any reason why, you know, he can't at least solidify a role there. And then I'm looking at, you know, bigger swings you can take. I mean, there's one guy that is, uh, you know, I would say a very big swing in an elite offense that one of the guys I put in the private chat. So. Yeah, Evan Ingram going there. That kind of stinks, not going to lie. But there's options. There's plenty of options. Um, 
right now. It's probably it's a Q of two right now with two of the guys that we talked about. Yeah, that wide receiver that you put in there um, is somebody that I'm definitely thinking about. I don't know if I think he'll go in the next turn. I believe did he already go? He didn't go yet, did he? No, he didn't go yet. So, I think we got a little bit of time on him. Who just went? Michael Gallup. So, I think I'm going to take a shot here and hope that if the tight end doesn't go, that uh, I agree. Yeah, I feel like I know what you're about to do. We still have a choice of tight ends in the tier. I'm going to take Ronald Jones here. Yeah, agreed. Because if he's because they just showed him he was like past like. He's going to be on the, like, he's going to be pass blocking. He's going to be on the field. Like CEH, if CEH does what CEH did last season, he's going to just play himself out of the, either out of the rotation or is just a bit part. I mean, look at the playoffs. CEH was hurt. I believe it was a shoulder and Jerick McKinnon came in and did a lot of that heavy lifting for the chiefs at running back. So like they're not afraid to go away from CEH if they have to. They're gonna give him that shot. He's like the odds-on favorite to be the top. You know, he's gonna have the most rushing attempts. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't have a shot. And his ADP—that's a very dicey proposition when you've got guys like Ronald Jones, even Isaiah Pacheco. You've got Jarek McKinnon. Like these all—it's a very deep running back room that can all cut themselves bigger pieces of the pie than you would want if you're going to draft CH. Yeah, and I think having the number twos at each of the, the wide receiver and the running back position lends you to a high upside possibility there. Wow. Four, four tight ends, man. But he has Evans and Tony who are clearly... I don't know. I, no jokes I can make there because I really like Tony... So, and I know that Evans at least has a floor at minimum, even if the uh, where he's going is is pretty high. Like, imagine lighting three hundred and fifty dollars on fire. Like, that's <laughs> at least my Scott Fishbowl team is free. Where I took my four running back, my four <laughs> tight ends, relatively early. Like, I'm saying this, and then we're gonna finish like eighth, but. Screw it. <laughs> no, I think we're going to be a lot better than that. Like, just with this team, like, you are up next. we're up next. Mark Ingram just went. Like, good God. Um, yeah, I mean, that running back tier is kind of dried up. I get dried up with Rojo. So, right now. Supposedly there's a breakfast narrative going with. Uh... Nico Collins just went. Like right now, I got to take a tight end. And I'm going to take and I off. Hear the break- I hear the breakfast narrative is happening between him and Ryan. So let us hope, man, because you just was the as recently as two seasons ago, he was the highest paid tight end of football. Like, I think I think I was just listening to one of your more recent episodes, and I believe you were Britt dropped a stat. I thought it was on that about the percentage of targets going to the tight end position in, in uh, Tennessee was like. 30% over the last two years. It was some, or it may have been red zone percentage. It, it made me change my mind and be like, all right. Like, I mean, I've already been on Hooper, but it, it solidified and made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. Like looking at that, it's kind of a dusty tight end group, but you're getting, you're getting production out of those guys. And if Robert Woods 
is dust, you know, coming off of the, his ACL. We're taking, we took another measured stand on Traylon Burks. Like there's yeah. a world where the top two target earners on this team are Traylon Burks and Austin Hooper. Like why can't yeah. that be a thing? Uh, hold on one second. You're good. So yeah. Um, Austin Hooper and Hunter Henry. That is our tight end group. Love and life. Let's go. Uh, for you audio listeners, we will recap this here. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, Javante Williams uh, at wide receiver, third round, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore. Took our quarterback in round seven with Joe Burrow. Uh, and then we're going round eight with a couple wide receivers, Traylon Burks, Sky Moore. And then round 10, Daryl Henderson, Hunter Henry at tight end, Ronald Jones, and Austin Hooper. Uh, so we got our two tight ends. We got four running backs, six wide receivers, and a quarterback. And I don't think we're going to go back to the well at quarterback. So the we're pretty wide open here as far as what we want to do. And I might take a look at wide receiver and go back and dip into that well. So if Tua makes it back to you, you're not considering that just for the possibility that he ends up getting up there? I mean, you with Waddle, it, is Gasicki? Oh, he's, he's in Vegas. Never mind. But. I just, with Tua, I mean, if we are t- we took a seventh round Joe Burrow where we're hoping that Joe Burrow is going to be a top two, top three quarterback. I just don't know. I I don't want to take another quarterback and having to make a decision who to start each week and then just take a guy from the bye weeks. I mean, if Joe Burrow, you know, something happens to Joe Burrow, like we're starting like, Matt Ryan or something like that with this group. And we're pretty much we're floundering at that point. I just don't know if I want to take another stand on a quarterback with, we've got six rounds right now with, I mean, we can, we're going to end up taking a kicker. We're going to end up taking a, a defense too. So we've got four more picks to figure out what we want to do there. So it makes total know, sense. Yeah. I just, uh, I mean, there's an offset. There's an off chance that maybe Tua might still. Well, I don't know if Tua would be there, but he'll probably get taken next couple rounds. But you're I still going to have safe. options out there too. Like, like I, I highly, I doubt like a guy like Mac Jones or like Ryan Tannehill or Zach Wilson, those Jared Goff. I doubt those guys are going to be drafted. That makes sense. I think that. Team Six is hoping that Derek Carr is going to come back to him, and that was his plan for a long time. Yeah, uh, he's got Runner Renfro, so that's. I mean, they've got some eight wide receivers. Why is Josh Jacobs so going that high? It's so strange. Yeah, that's tough. I don't know if I would take a shot on Josh Jacobs, even, you know, if his ADP were depressed, like making the decision to take him over. Like, like I would take Elijah Mitchell all day over him. I would take, I don't know if I take CEH, like that would be the one guy I probably would take Jacobs over, but like Pollard Patterson, I'd probably take over uh, Jacobs. Like not only is there all these other running backs there, there's the Earnhardt Perkins system where I don't see a way where Josh Jacobs can be the receiving back in that offense where, you know, they clearly specify out like new England has done with, you know, they have Damian Harris. He's the rushing and red zone guy. 
they had James White slash Brandon Bolden as the receiving back. Like they divide up their roles very evenly. So I just don't know if like Josh Jacobs is going to get, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing in Kansas city where that pie is going to be cut so many ways. And if you're going to take a back, take the cheapest one. I'll take Zamir white. Like now over, you know, get him in the 14th round versus Jacobs in the fifth. Like, it's not real for me. Honestly, really like it's that. not really a decision. I really like that pick here, just given the team that's been constructed. But uh, I'm curious, man, it's so hard because uh, I can't see the available players and my ADP is kind of off. I'm trying to think what other wide receivers are there. Nicole Hardman is somebody I thought about, but then we realized there's Sky and Rojo already. Um, so just trying to kind of think through the rosters. Board. Am I? Crazy is Jameson Williams still on the board? I know it's super late. He is. Yeah, he is still there. I know it's pretty far, but like talking about seven. Man, I wanted to ask you about him earlier, but I didn't know if that was what the etiquette was. Just from a Packers perspective, disregard this draft. Is Romeo someone that you're buying in? Romeo, like. I was actually talking about this with my good friend, Kate. Uh, we did a pa- uh, her uh, tell, tell Kate podcast. Um, she's a Packers fan, and we were talking about the Packers fantasy options. Like, Romeo Dubs is the, like, the only guy in this offense that has ever earned targets, like going even back to college. Like, and Sammy Watkins, I guess, did it when he was at Buffalo for like those two seasons. But like, if anybody could do it, it's Romeo Dubs. I mean, he's clearly over Christian Watson right now in the pecking order. Wouldn't surprise me if Romeo Dubs carves out a bigger role in that offense out of the gate. Like they need guys. It's like an all hands on deck thing. And you know, Alan Lazard is going to be out there because he's such a, he's a great blocker and he's going to, you know, I mean, where did, where did Alan Lazard go here? Went in the seventh. That's very rich for me uh, as far as just taking him because he's the perceived wide receiver one in that offense. But would not surprise me one bit if Romeo Dubs was like the guy that we needed, the guy, the guy that you know you had to have in the Green Bay offense when when twenty twenty two is uh, all said and done. You're muted. You are very the muted. amount of. I, 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 can you hear this? Someone told me that like my my headphones tend to keep. Yeah, it's I can. It's now. like hissing. Yeah, so that's why I keep muting myself. Uh, I completely agree with that with Romeo Dobbs and fourth round wide receivers. If Coop was here, the amount that he would be talking about that. Um, damn it, Revan just went. But yeah. I, I put somebody in the chat. I mean, I don't really know where you're at on it. I, the most recent person I just said. I don't think that I'm missing the name. No, he's there, and he's actually at the top of like the ADP right now. There are a couple younger guys that are not younger. I mean, actually, technically, they are. Watson is 24 <laughs> years old, so I guess if you want to be like that, then yeah, he's. there are a couple younger guys out there um, that I really like at wide receiver that are upside swings. I mean, we took two upside swings at wide receiver already. Um you know, that's what we're kind of yeah. hoping for. And two guys with buzz that, you know, I'm looking at. And I'll just say it because I don't really care if they get picked. We'll figure it yeah. out. George Pickens and Alec Pierce. Interesting. 
even with Deontay? Does and that make you nervous? And there he goes. Yeah. Does the, would having Deontay preclude you from getting Deontay from getting George? No. Buffalo, okay. uh, defense just went. I'm going to take Alec Pierce here. Um, at least get another upside swing at wide receiver. No, we're very rookie heavy, but. I'm pretty sure it was the awesome Sean Siegel that talked about that. I've heard him the most frequently talk about wide receivers in redraft rookie wide receivers and that they do present a ton more value than I think people give them credit for. And it changed my perception on rookie wide receivers and even listening to uh, JJ Zacharyson say that they have a higher hit rate of being median bust, which is more three points above their expected ADP would suggest. Yeah, I mean, it's really just you're looking taking these wide receivers. I mean, they're like they're mystery box options, and we're looking at, you know, Alec Pierce in a, in a group with you know the other wide receivers. You're looking at Paris Campbell. You're looking at uh, Ashton Doolin. Like uh, Alec Pierce is already what running with the ones. Like more than likely, Alec Pierce is going to be a starter like day one with the Colts. And anything, any kind of wide receiver that can command any sort of target share outside of Michael Pittman, like that's you want that pro like Al Pierce has deep ball profile that's as, as Campbell just goes uh, defense goes don't want to go quite in that um, wheelhouse quite yet Wandell Robinson just went I did think about him um, only guy that I'm thinking here I do want a running back. I think I'm going to take. It's between two guys, but I think that he. We were drafting him in like the sixth, seventh round last season. And Raheem? that offense is. Yeah. Raheem Mostert. I yeah. mean, that offense is still so wide open, especially in the run game. Like, I want to at least take a shot at Raheem Mostert here. I mean, worst comes to worst. <laughs> And he is him, still but... on the two is still on the board. That's crazy. I'm not again, I'm not pushing for him. I, I just it's right. Your disrespect that I feel like Tua is going so far that I feel like I'm gonna end up owning him in a lot of August drafts solely because I want my QB2, if I have one, to be somebody that can pop and be QB five. Right. No, I get and I, I completely get the play on um Tua. Let me pull this back up. How many rounds are there? And what are the 20. so kicker and defense? Yep. So right now we have three there's three picks left. Okay. And I will say I'm not gonna make it all the way there. My dinner <laughs> is almost done. I have the buns, buns in the oven. Buns are in the likes, oven. My wife likes crispy, really toasty buns like mine. And uh not a big crispy bun guy, honestly. Neither am I. Not at all. <laughs> uh, all I'm going to say is I am not looking forward to waking up at 5.30 to get up. and. But oh, it'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll get to spend four hours in O'Hare chilling. <laughs> so the guy that just picked, Alan Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Brandon Ayuk. You know you're starting them in the first three weeks because you took Hopkins Rondale Moore, George Pickens, and, and Jamison Williams, who who knows four of the two of those guys could 
do something. Two of them, you know, aren't doing anything for at least four to six weeks. Wild. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the constructions here. Like my thing, especially with tight end, is if I'm taking an elite tight end, I can always make up tight end later if I need to for a bye week. Like taking Evan Ingram with Kyle Pitts is to me is wasteful. Taking um, Revit Jordan with George Kittle to me is wasteful. Like TJ Hawkinson, like that group of like him and like Dalton Schultz. If someone took Dalton Schultz, I would be fine with taking a tight end, another yeah. tight end, like an upside upside swing. Yeah. That kind of tier would be like the, the the cutoff. Like if you're taking that elite tight, like Darren Waller, there's no he hasn't drafted a tight end, probably is is not going to. Tua just went by the way to with the uh, Matt Ryan pair. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but yeah, Kelsey probably not drafting a tight end with that. Um, you know, Hawkinson, Herb Smith, like that's fine. Like the player selection aside, not my cup of tea, but it is what it is. So, I, uh, I'm on the Axel, has a qu- Axel has a question for you. Did you beer boil the brats? No, dude. I cook for a five year old and my wife. <laughs> I am not somebody that does fancy cooking. My wife, amazing cook, honestly, just unbelievable cook, even better baker. I have French fries that I didn't even flip and brats that I cooked on a normal, just stove, a normal, not even cast iron, like a, uh, what's it called? Scratch resistant thing. So no, Axel, you'll, you'll show me how to do it when we go to that Seahawks game in, uh, in January, in, in December, not January. You guys are gonna play games in January. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the first part. Well, I mean, if they technically have to put a team out there, even though it's pointless for that week eighteen game, sure. Put a bunch of XFL guys out there; it'll be fine. I mean, that's kind of what they have. Yeah, it's pretty much the roster right now, <laughs> aside from DK Metcalf and Lockett and like Noah Fant. Um, um, so I have a strategy question for you. Okay. Yeah. So you know ADP really well because you've done so many of these. At what point when you're so few picks left, do you say ADP be damned? I just want to make sure that I get my like couple guys. And I, if it's okay, I'll, I'll throw some names out there that I am very high on. Well, I'll say one that I'm serious. Every draft I've left, I have Dearness Johnson. Because if Hunt gets traded, we've seen what he can. The other guy is the tight end that we all know that you and I and Coop know that we would want to go for. And I don't even want to say his name. I feel bad. But like, at what point are you like, I don't care if it's two rounds. Like it's so late here that I just want to get my guys and not worry about it. Right. Like it's such a low percentage as far as guys you're drafting in this, you know, the next three rounds, probably from 14 to 18, even 19, 20, obviously, because if you're already drafting your kicker or defense, then, yeah, but it's so flat across the board that I have no thought to where I want to just get the guys that I know that I think are going to be um, better swings, better, you know, plays like like Jarek McKinnon just went like Jarek McKinnon is a guy that I probably have like 20 percent on an underdog because I feel like that is the cheapest way to play the Chiefs backfield. Like, that's what I'm looking like. If you're big at a KJ Hamler, and I am, just take him. Like, if you're big on Trey Sermon for whatever, take him. Like, at this range, like, ADP be damned because 
all the everybody just going to get their guys. Like I'm not following some kind of strict code with the ADP. Oh, I got to take this guy over this guy because he's ahead of ADP. Like I'm not looking at that whatsoever. I'm just looking at guys that I think a can fit structurally within what we have right now at a position of need or B. I don't know if I really be, but just we'll, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so Zamir White going is kind of rough, even though we have no idea what's going to happen. It's all just a lot of buzz right now. Yep. I do the KJ's KJ Hamlin and KJ Osborne. I, I personally, I think my my quarterback de jure, if I would not, you know, Lance, I don't even know because I'm too much of a homer to to take him in fantasy. Uh, but is Russell Wilson, and I'm just so curious to see what they do with that offense. Um, so I. I'm going to jump. I really appreciate being able to come on. I obviously love being on here, and I apologize if I ruined any any of the audio oh, for everybody fine. and the video. But, hey, man, have an amazing time at the Expo. Next year, I'm going to give you the biggest goddamn hug I've ever given somebody because we're going to actually get to meet each other for the first time when I'm there. But I already I know, told my Thank you, promise. Her and I, I told her, I'm going to the, the Expo next year. She said, okay. Are, is she going to? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. Aaron put it best on Twitter when I was like, Are you going? And she was like, Yeah, no, I'm not gonna go. I don't want Kevin to have to like be thinking about me while he's there. Like, let him do his thing. And I was like, that's the right way to do it. So hey, you know, it it, it is what it is. It's a fun time. It's a fun time for everybody, not just for the the industry people. Um you know, it's for everybody. It's for the people that not just create the content, but consume the content as well. And that's what Bob Long is stressed about the Fantasy Football Expo is that it's yeah. inclusive. It's for everybody. It's not just like a we're hanging out as content creators, you know, having beers and, you know, doing that. It's about connecting and letting people letting you know how they feel about your content. Like that's. Mm fantastic yeah. I'm, I'm excited uh if anybody in the comments hasn't done it so far kevin's birthday was on monday so wish him happy birthday uh aaron's Thank birthday you. is today who is his girlfriend yeah. so also wish her a happy birthday if you don't follow them on twitter do so and wish them happy birthdays but hey man have a great time i appreciate it i'm gonna go feed uh my wild animal son and uh we'll <laughs> chat later awesome thanks man for hopping on Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye. All right. See you, buddy. All right. So I guess uh, it's just me in the uh, chat here. Uh, everybody, uh, we are through 15 rounds here. Um, I will recap the team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, Javante Williams, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddle, Elijah Moore, Joe Burrow, Traylon Burke, Sky Moore, Darrell Henderson, Hunter Henry, Ronald Jones, Austin Hooper, Alec Pierce and Raheem Mostert. We have a pick in four picks. Our first kicker just went off the board, Justin Tucker. Uh, it's the tight end, uh, the real dead zone where most of them are going to be dead aside from like a couple of them. So that's where we are right now. Um, right now, I mean, I think we kind of got to fortify running back a little more, but I do like some of the wide receivers that are out there. Um you know, if we get some kind of news on um, a certain wide receiver coming back, I mean, what's the worst case? He doesn't get, you know, we, we drop him. This, this is the range where, um, you know, it's not going to hurt us if we take a stab on a guy and he doesn't pan out. 
It just ends up being a churn spot for the people, you know, in week one that show out that weren't drafted. I mean, we're going to have a thousand dollar fab budget here to be able to get some of these guys. I have two guys in the queue. I really hope there's that this running back lasts because I think I have to take him here. Um, if he is still there, I'm very excited um, that he's still in my queue somehow. Um, I don't think we're going to be reaching for a quarterback for the rest of the draft. I think just the one quarterback is fine. Um, tight end. I may want to grab one more. We have um, five picks left and we have to allocate one for defense and one for kickers. So um, that's where we're at right now. And we're uh, 20 seconds away from our next pick here. Um, trying to manifest it into the world that I'm able to take this guy as like an auto pick. If they pick literally anybody else, that's what we're hoping for here. So other than that, I think our, our squad looks pretty good. Uh, here are the football guys players championship. Um, Dallas defense. Uh, I think the artist Johnson is the, uh, smash here um got our six running back here i guess just uh, in the 16th round i think that's an awesome pick uh here i think we might be done with running back as well so i think the next two picks we can take a wide receiver and then take a tight end and then i think we're good until we get our defense and our kicker there's only three defenses off the board, so it looks like a lot of people are going to be waiting for those last two rounds uh, for their kicker and defense here. So Evan McPherson goes off the board. Yeah, that my wide receiver that I like is still out there. After that, it's kind of dead. Um, there are some options. Like I'm looking just through through what is left it's you're looking at the Kendrick Bournes you're looking at the David Bells you're looking at Sammy Watkins Terrace Marshall Curtis Samuel it is not not great Bob as far as the wide receivers out there but you know there are options out there certainly that are uh not too bad I wouldn't I would be completely happy with Marlon Mack was out there seeming seemingly forever um so one of the guys I did mention just now, as far as the wide receivers that are still out there, I think I am going to uh, be drafting there. The first name, I don't want to give it away, but I don't want to also draft two Cleveland Browns in this economy. So there is that. But Jameis Winston goes with, with Justin Herbert. I don't like taking that second quarterback there for, you know, we talked about that with, with Gary, where if you're taking an elite quarterback, it's kind of the same thing when you're talking about the elite, you know, tight ends. You know, if you're taking a guy at elite tight end, taking an elite quarterback, I don't think you have to now, you are on the clock. take the elite option or the uh, secondary option like Herbert with fields. And like, again, Mahomes with fields, like you don't need the two quarterbacks here. Um, I'm going to be taking Kendrick Bourne here. Um, I mean, he's still going to have a role in that Patriots offense. Um, you know, with Devonte Parker, you still got, you know, Jacoby Myers there, but Kendrick Bourne was very, very fantasy relevant last year. Uh, if you're banking on a Mac Jones, taking a step up, in that offense, then, you know, Kendrick, 
Kendrick Bourne becomes pretty viable. So I, I do like that. I think we're close to done at wide receiver. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We took a lot of young, young stabs at wide receiver, which I really do like hoping, you know, Sky Moore and that Chiefs offense is going to be, you know, there's, there is ambiguity there because I mean, you're looking at Juju, you're looking at MVS as guys there and you're hoping Sky Moore can work in the slot. And, you know, obviously Kelsey is there too, but you know, that's the profile you're looking for. And uh, they took him in the second round, Traylon Burks. I mean, it's very wide open in Tennessee too. Why can't Traylon Burks get 130 targets in that Titans offense? So really like the, those two upside swings. And then, you know, we're going to be starting three wide receivers plus three flex. So, or two flex, I'm sorry. So T Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Watt, Elijah Moore, like those guys are going to be in our lineups every week. Uh, obviously minus the buys, but um, you know, Definitely like the upside profiles of all those guys. Deontay Johnson is steady as they comes. Really hoping Pittsburgh takes the uh, step up of the quarterback department. But now we're getting to the point in these drafts where it's going to be a free-for-all and a guy just took three defenses. Um, I don't know how that slipped, uh, you know, my mind, but let's all point and laugh at team four. Buffalo, Dallas, New England. There's four defenses off the board, and that guy has 75% of them. So do with that information what you may. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're looking at, I mean, kicker. We're going to get a fine, a fine kicker. We're going to get a defense. Not super worried. This is the point where I want to take those measured stabs. I mean, we have one more pick, and then we have to take the kicker. We have to take the defense. So. I'm really looking at tight end here and there's one guy that if he gets picked, I will probably cry on stream. I won't cry. I want to. And that's not because he would get taken. It's because I have to wake up in seven hours uh, to go to the expo. But uh, yeah. Um, If you know me, you know who I want, you know, who I like is my upside swing at tight end, even amongst, uh, amongst the Taysom Hill, Mo Alley Cox, Kyle Rudolph. It's not any of those guys, but he's being drafted around those guys. But there's also other upside stabs too. It's not just that guy. I mean, there are other younger tight ends. I mean, I'm I'll just come out, you know, Daniel Bellinger for the Giants. Like in a Brian Dable offense, if Daniel Jones can figure it out, like we talked about Kenny Galladay being an awesome picket at, at the ADP in the ninth round like as the top target in that offense, you know, Evan Ingram is obviously gone. He's in Jacksonville now. Um, right now it's like Ricky Seals Jones, who's been a journeyman around the league and, you know, pretty much been on half a dozen teams and isn't really going to stick anywhere. Like why can't Daniel Bellinger be, you know, a guy there's going to be a top option. That's going to be coming from this point of the draft. And this is another guy, Tim says it here, Trey McBride. Like that's another guy that if, if the play is Zach Ertz is, is dust, you know, there's a little bit of ambiguity in the beginning of the season with DeAndre Hopkins being out for six games. So right now you're staring down the barrel of Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore, uh, AJ Green, uh, Antoine Wesley. Why can't Trey McBride, you know, they spent enough draft capital on him to where if they're going to be running like, you know, 
Zach Ertz in the slot and like Trey McBride, why can't he get out there? And if he shows a lot more than like Zach Ertz, you know, that's probably what you're hoping for. You're hoping for him to put up a Zach Ertz type, but at this route, at this point in the draft, like these are the upside swings you should be taking versus taking like a Johnu Smith or a, uh, Kyle Ru- like Kyle Rudolph, like I want no part of that. It's just he provides a limited limited floor for you, a very dependent floor. Like I'm looking at other wide receivers here, like uh, Curtis Samuel. Like we've seen him, you know, two years ago in Carolina, you know, carve out a fantasy relevant role. Now he goes to Washington. He was hurt last year. Now back this year, they drafted. Um, Jahan Dotson still have ter- they pay Terry McLaurin uh, Logan Thomas might be coming back a little bit earlier and now your quarterback is Carson Wentz like that's a very tough proposition to try to get the fourth pass catcher on a Washington offense that doesn't project to be that great outside of the top you know you're hoping for a Jahan Dotson uh, you know a kind of a breakout to be finally that second option well, not finally, because Logan Thomas was really that. But if Logan Thomas is still Logan Thomas, you know, after he got hurt, then that's a lot of the pie that's cut up for those three guys. And where does Curtis Samuel fit in? Like, I want the upside swings. I would rather take the young guy, have him, you know, if he doesn't have a role, churn it. Churn that roster spot. Like David Bell is a perfect example of that, where he had a really bad combine, you know, he started to plummet down draft boards, but you know, his comp, I mean, he's always been a physical guy. His comp is pretty much Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had a terrible combine. That was pretty much due to injury, but Keenan Allen's been as steady as they come. You know, everybody wanted to say he was injury prone until he wasn't. So yeah, we can talk about upside pretty much all day here. It looks like everybody else is waiting on defense, too. There's a couple kickers that are still out there. I mean, five defenses out on the board. Uh, one, two, three, four. Now the fifth kicker has gone off the board. So we're looking pretty good here. Um, guy has four tight ends. Guy has two tight ends after our pick. So I think I'm just going to solidify that tight end now. Um, and hopefully my guy is still there. We do have one, two, three, four, five, six picks ahead of ours. Uh, so yeah, it looks like Travis Kelsey, that manager took Cameron Brait, which I think, I mean, you're hoping for the Tampa Bay offense to be just the, passing the ball 700 times again this year. Like that's what you're hoping for. But I'm looking at some of these other teams, like the team nine that we were talking, or yeah, team nine, we had a great start. Uh, took Saquon Barkley as the kind of anchor guy and then reeled off four wide receivers, Josh Allen to stack with digs, took some running backs, took some stabs. Yeah, he took a lot of stabs on like younger players like Chris Olave, um, the rookie running backs, Isaiah Spiller, Tyrion Davis-Price. Uh, and then paired Noah Fant with Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon's tough because he might start the season on the pub list. Um, just based on his ACL, I believe he tore that. I want to say it was a little bit early on, but um, why can't Robert Tunyon, you know, catch seven, eight touchdowns? He's already going to like crush his ADP there. I mean, I think there's more room at least for him to, to earn targets now that Devonte Adams isn't there. So 
I don't hate Robert Tunyon. The only thing that I hate about it is the fact that you're probably not going to have him the first few weeks of the season. But as a staunch guy who is completely against Robert Tunyon, I've I've matured in my now 38 years on this earth. I, I don't mind him there. It's just, like I said, it's the injury that, that worries me. Um, but ahead of like guys like Mercedes Lewis, Josiah DeGora that haven't done it, Tyler Davis, Dominic Daphne, like those guys aren't going to be um, uh, encroaching on anything Tunyon has if he's healthy. So not super worried about that. A couple defenses go off the board here. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other teams I like here. Um, team 10 with the uh, classic anchor start with Dalvin Cook. Four wide receivers, Darren Waller, Jalen Hurts, and then paired him with Devontae Smith. I like that a lot. Chase Claypool. So he's got six wide receivers, and then he just hammered running back. Um, a lot of running backs in that group that I usually – like Kenneth Gainwell, Carter, Herbert, Jamal Williams, Zamir White. Deion, like I like that running back group a lot. I think he's going to be able to find RB2 production somewhere in there. Uh, so we had a run here with defenses. A kicker goes – Another kicker goes. I'm gonna take that. Um, I'm gonna take that tight end here. I'm gonna take Greg Dulcich uh, to pair with Henry and Hooper as a uh, uh, if he can find a slot role. If he can find cut into Albert O, something happens. He's more of a contingent play, and like I said, if he doesn't pan out, then. We turn them, but this is going to be a tight end three. This is going to be a three tight end bill, no matter what, because we took Hunter Henry so late. Um, but I really enjoy at least getting safe options in Hunter Henry and Austin Hooper in their offenses. I think they're very safe. And then Greg Dulcich is like the wild card play. So definitely like that there. Um, we have to get a kicker and a defense now. So I will probably just kind of see what's out there. Um, so, um, like I said, we're going to be the, at the expo. Um, we'll post some stuff up on, uh, the, uh, lightning round fantasy, uh, channel at LR fantasy. Um, next week, uh, is kind of TBD right now. Um, we were going to have, uh, Liz Loza join us. Uh, she just got hired by ESPN and she will be, uh, doing some stuff for them. So we're going to figure out what we're going to do next week potentially another draft uh it is uh draft season so we'll have a lot to talk to or talk talk about i should say i will take the kicker here and then um go from there wish i had linda here uh to tell me what kicker to pick but you know what i do like brandon mcmanus a lot i do like greg joseph a lot i've always been the type of guy to take the kicker on not the best offenses, but like the next tier of offense, just because I want, I don't want extra points. Like I don't want to, I don't want like a bucker that's going to get six extra points and not get a field goal attempt. Like I want guys that their offenses may stall and they'll have to kick field goals. Like Minnesota is like a perfect example of that. So Rodrigo Blankenship might get blanked out of his own offense. Like Matt Prater is great for like longer distance. Brandon McManus is really good in that thin air, though. And they get to play some, uh, they get to play in SoFi against the Chargers. They get to play, um, you know, the thin air, obviously, in Denver. I'm going to take Brandon McManus here. 
little De- little Denver stack with uh, Dulce and McManus. I mean, that's what you're that's what you're looking for, right? Any anytime you can get a Denver stack. I wish I had. Uh, I need the video of Nathaniel Hackett and Dulcich meeting, where he, all he is, is all he is doing is talking about his hair. Like that is my favorite video in the world. I need to put that on here. Um, but yeah, since we're getting into like the kicker defense part, uh, I think we're gonna wrap her up here. We're almost at two hours. If you're still here, thank you so much uh, for checking us out. Leave a like on our video too on YouTube. It's gonna help us out a great deal. Um, you know, if you're not subscribed, do that as well. It helps us out. Um, this account is growing fast as they say on Twitter. Uh, so, uh, make sure you do that. We certainly thank you for spending your time with us here. Uh, we will be at the lightning house tomorrow. Myself, Coop, Britt, we'll all be staying, uh, together. We'll be at the expo having some drinkies, having some laughs, having some fun. Thank you so much again for fantasy alarm. Uh, for powering lightning round axel thank you my friend uh for uh being here through the kicker and defense part of this draft uh to summarize the team of before we uh sign off christian mccaffrey javante williams t higgins deontay johnson jalen waddle elijah moore joe burrow Traylon burks sky moore darrell henderson hunter henry ronald jones Austin Hooper, Alec Pierce, Raheem Mostert, Dearness Johnson, Kendrick Bourne, Greg Dulcich, more hair than I could ever dream of, and Brandon McManus. Um, so, yeah, next, the last pick is going to be our defense. We'll uh, see how that goes. I really have no defense takes. I'm not going to uh, say I'm a defense tout. I don't play one on TV either, So or on Twitter. Don't do that. So... Yeah, uh, we are going to sign off here at the two hour and one minute mark. Like I said, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash lightning round. Uh, that will be where you can find everything that is lightning round, of course, at LR Fantasy, at K Tompkins II, at Coop A Fiasco, at Brit underscore Flynn, at Haddow 27. Find us on Twitter. Everything will be in the description. Everything will be in the description for you podcast listeners as well. I am Kevin Tompkins. We are going to be winning this league. We will have lots of updates throughout the season on this team. Good evening. Good night. See you at the expo if you are headed there. And toodles. Toodles.